RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. Trading in China Evergrande shares has been suspended with no reason given as the firm teeters on the brink of collapse. Land and housing is expected to feature prominently in Chief Executive Carrie Lam's upcoming policy address after Beijing stressed that Hong Kong needs to tackle its housing shortage. And a pharmacist's association says a new drug for COVID-19 can help relieve the burden on hospitals if Hong Kong sees another outbreak of infections. Property giant... China Evergrande has suspended trading in its shares on the stock exchange without giving a reason. Its share price has plunged around 80% since the start of the year as it teeters on the brink of collapse while struggling under a mountain of debt. James Wong, chief investment officer overseas of Lead Securities, says it looks like mainland authorities are looking to reinvent Evergrande instead of bailing it out. Yeah, I don't think the government is going to step in and really bail out the whole company. The company is gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the, the best thing that it, that it can do is to follow the the the, the standard operating operating pr- procedure like Ambon and like H and A to do a restructuring at the uh, holding company level and mm-hmm. uh, make sure at least some of the civilians or unsophisticated investors who got involved in this are guaranteed. A political commentator says he expects Chief Executive Carrie Lam to focus on the development of new towns in her upcoming policy address on Wednesday. Land and housing is expected to feature prominently following Beijing's edict that Hong Kong needs to do something about its housing shortage. But Professor Ho Lok Sang, director of the Pan Su Tong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute of Lingnan University, also said he wanted to see more support for carers. There have been many tragedies for people caring for fragile elderly and so on, you know, sometimes handicapped uh, children. And I think that's something that they have to address. And the the staff ratio, especially for the private elderly homes, is extremely low in some cases, you know. It's 1 over 40, and it's a standard. And I think sometimes even that standard is not even reached. So I think that is definitely a priority that the government should address. But whether it's going to address it, that's something that I would like to see. The lawmaker representing the retail sector, Peter Hsu, says the second batch of government shopping vouchers has boosted sales over the long weekend. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr. Hsu says he believes residents were more willing to spend this time as some people could get $1,000 more compared to the first batch and the delivery coincided with the National Day holiday. The Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong has welcomed the government's plan to buy 500 courses of malnupiravir, the first oral antiviral medication for COVID-19 developed by a U.S. drug maker. Trial results suggest the pills can cut the risk of hospitalization by half. The Society's President, William Choi, said it's a good idea for the government to approach the drug company early as other countries are expected to compete for the new medication. Hong Kong now is no uh, zero cases, uh, zero case uh, at the moment. So these 500 doses for, you know, just for the backup or for the just uh, for in case there's outbreak of the uh, variants of the COVID-19. Uh, of course, the, the government uh, will approach the drug company to procure more if the uh, incident or the uh, pandemic is so serious. So this is a good start, but I don't think the government uh, just wait and see because this 
too late because many many countries they are already started to procure more uh, the new uh, the new drugs. It's being reported that the U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai will announce that China is in complying with the so-called Phase One trade deal reached under the former Trump administration. RTHK's U.S. economics correspondent Barry Wood says the news is a big deal, but it's unlikely Washington will take any immediate retaliatory action. Catherine Tai, who is the trade representative and a Mandarin speaker, she is going to outline a new United States policy towards. China. It's been awkward for the Democrats because they're tied to the Donald Trump policies. There hasn't really been any change. So they want to have something new. But this phase one trade deal, which was reached under President Trump January 2020, the Democrats, Catherine Tay, is now going to say, hold it. The Chinese are not complying with this. You were going to buy $200 billion more of United States products by the end of this year. You haven't done so. You're only 60% there. So this is a continuation of the trade war. And it's a get-tough policy from the Biden administration towards China. The United States has urged China to stop what it called provocative military activities near Taiwan after China sent close to 100 military aircraft over a three-day period near the island. The U.S. said the military flybys undermined regional peace and stability. China has yet to comment on the activities, although Friday was National Day to mark the founding of the People's Republic of China. In previous statements, Foreign Minister Wang Yi has said that it's it's a basic fact that Taiwan is part of China. China, and that has never changed. In comments in July, he urged the U.S. to act prudently and honor its commitment on issues related to Taiwan, adding that China had the right to take necessary measures to stop provocation from Taiwan independence forces. The head of the company that operates an undersea pipeline has said divers are trying to find out where and why one of the largest oil spills in recent Southern California history has occurred. Over half a million liters of crude has spilled into the waters off Orange County. The CEO of Amplify Energy, Martin Wilshire, said the company will do everything in its power to recover from the spill. We currently have divers on location at the potential source site. Um, We are investigating the source and potential cause of this incident. Um, Let me just say also, you know, our employees live and work in these communities um, and we're all deeply impacted um, and concerned about the impact on not just the environment, but, you know, the fish and wildlife as well. We will do everything in our power to ensure that um, this is recovered as quickly as possible. Beaches have been closed to swimmers as dead fish and birds wash up on the sand. The U.S. Coast Guard has also hired contractors to start cleaning up the spill. Campaigners against poverty and corruption have welcomed a huge leak of financial documents that have revealed the secret wealth of world leaders, politicians and billionaires. Transparency International said they showed that powerful people who should be taking action to stop the flow of dirty money were instead benefiting from the status quo. Its director of policy, Duncan Hames, singled out the family and associates of President Ilham Aliyev of Azerbaijan. They're alleged to have been secretly involved in property deals in Britain worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it's astounding that with everything we know about Azerbaijan and the way that country is run and the way the first family have enriched themselves from their grip on power and their abuse of human rights in that country, that 
the crown estate of all organizations is happy to do business with it and enable them to profit from those transactions. They absolutely should be investigating what happened there. But we need to get the rules right here so everyone can mount a proper defense against dirty money here. The leaked papers also show that people close to the Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan, including cabinet ministers and their families, secretly owned companies and trusts holding millions of dollars. In response, Mr Khan said his government would investigate all Pakistani citizens mentioned. A former Facebook employee, Frances Haugen, has revealed herself to be the whistleblower who leaked thousands of pages of internal documents to the Wall Street Journal. The one-time Facebook product manager said the company had conflicts of interest between what was good for the firm and what was good for the public. You have your phone. You might see only 100 pieces of content if you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you. One of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. North Korea has restored communication hotlines with South Korea, at the same time as urging Seoul to improve ties. Pyongyang cut off the lines in early August, just days after reopening them for the first time in a year, in protest against military exercises by South Korea and the United States. The BBC's Laura Bicker is in Seoul. State media said the North Korean leader was re-establishing the hotlines out of a desire for a durable peace on the peninsula, but he also urged Seoul to make active efforts to save inter-Korean relations. October the 4th is an auspicious date for both countries. It marks the anniversary of a declaration signed in 2007 to promote peace, along with joint economic and military projects. Reports from Afghanistan say Taliban fighters have launched attacks on suspected Islamic State militant hideouts in Kabul, hours after a blast outside a mosque killed eight people. Here's the BBC's Anbaris and Etherajan. The Islamic State group, which is opposed to the Taliban, said it had killed several Taliban fighters in a spate of bombings, mostly in the eastern province of Nangahar. Any further IS activity will not only pose a challenge to the Taliban authority, but also a potential threat to the country's stability. When the Taliban seized power in August, they also freed thousands of prisoners. Many of them are said to be hardcore IS and Al-Qaeda militants. Italian authorities have launched an air crash investigation after a small private plane came down shortly after takeoff in the city of Milan. The aircraft crashed into an empty building, killing all eight people on board, including the pilot, a 68-year-old billionaire from Romania. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 111.01 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 15 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 53 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,062, 537 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $66 billion. To sports, and in Major League Baseball, the San Francisco Giants got the win they needed on the final day of the season to clinch the National League West. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. It took the entire 162-game regular season for the two best teams in baseball to finally decide the champion of the National League West. 
the surprising San Francisco Giants, as you mentioned, are the winners of the NL West uh, with 107 wins. The Dodgers, 106 wins. Two best teams in baseball. But they uh, took it right down to the wire. It was a thrilling, thrilling uh, final game. And, of course, the Giants now home field advantage throughout Major League Baseball's playoffs all the way to the World Series. If they get there, I think they will. The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox took up the American League wildcard spots after crawling past the finish line. The Yankees managed only four hits in their season finale, but one was all they needed. Aaron Judge drove home the winning run with a one-out single in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees got past Tampa Bay 1-0. Boston left it late to beat Washington 7-5. The Yankees and Red Sox will play a one-game wildcard on Wednesday morning, Hong Kong time. The Toronto Blue Jays missed out despite thrashing Baltimore 12-4 on the final day. Football. English Premier League contenders Liverpool and Manchester City split the points, meaning Chelsea stay top of the table. Kevin De Bruyne deflected late equaliser earned City a 2-2 draw at Anfield. City boss Pep Guardiola says the referee should have given James Milner a second yellow card for a challenge on Bernardo Silva. Against this team is one of the three best teams in the world. This kind of margin sometimes made the difference. And when he's, oh, I don't know, I don't know, we can see. But Bernardo did with three, it's and after Milner stopped it, the way he stopped it, the referee didn't want to do it. But he knows, he knows, is yellow card. Jurgen Klopp chose to substitute Milner after the incident. This is what the Liverpool boss had to say. Billy got a yellow card in the first half and second half you could see, obviously. Man City, everybody from City was a little bit outraged because of a challenge, I don't know exactly. And that was clear, that we have to react. A second-half own goal gave Tottenham a 2-1 win at home over Aston Villa. Brentford maintained their impressive start with a 2-1 win at West Ham. Johan Wissa got the injury time. Winner for the Bees, manager Thomas Frank was delighted with the win. If we can do that every week, it'll be nice. Of course, that's a fantastic feeling, standing here with three very good points. Away from home again, another solid, strong performance. I think, especially the first half, I think uh, I thought we were good there, and I, I thought we were deservedly up 1-0. Second half, West Ham were better. They showed why they are a very good side, why I think they will finish top six this season. To the weather forecast, there will be sunny periods. The maximum temperature will be around 31 degrees in the urban areas and a bit hotter in the new territories. Currently, it's 32 degrees with humidity at 64%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Trading in China Evergrande shares has been suspended with no reason given. Land and housing is expected to feature prominently in Chief Executive Carrie Lam's upcoming policy address. And a pharmacist association says a new drug for COVID-19 can help relieve the burden on hospitals of Hong Kong sees another outbreak of infections. The news from RTHK. These words are my own. Through some chords together, the combination D E F is who I am, is what I do. And I was gonna lay it down for you. I tried to focus my attention, but I feel so
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday the 4th of October is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. And uh, we've got a quite a busy program for you this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, uh, just after the 2 o'clock news, we'll be catching up as usual with Nathan Solier, fitness coach. And today we'll be talking about working out five days a week straight and whether it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, what should you do, how should you avoid injury. And we'd love for you to weigh in as well. Feel free to drop us an email, drop us a message on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on our THK Radio 3. You can also um, drop us an email. The email address is 123show at rthk.hk. And after the 2.30 news, we're going to kickstart the week with some environmental issues. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Helga Vantenort, the founder of the Wealth of Flows Consulting, about the Council for Sustainable Development Survey on Plastics. 